you really you really learn about your partners during a race i think like you can train heaps with guys and girls and then you learn really what they're made of when you race because it's a whole different kettle of fish and especially when it's a world championship race I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 102 of the show. This week, we have three-time Attila world champion Adriel Young on the show. For those who don't know Adriel, he's a swim runner whose legend is being written as we speak. He also happens to be one of the nicest guys in the sport. We caught up with him at the start of his holiday and uh, had a great chat, I thought. I agree. (laughs) But first... On to our training updates. So the calendar year is coming to an end, and coincidentally, the Low Tide Boys off-season is coming to an end. It is near. It comes and goes with Santa, I suppose, potentially. (laughs) Uh, But we have uh, got to get back to work because Attila Catalina checking watch now is only a handful of months away. So we're doing a 12-week build. Carry the one. Okay, we should get started. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to predict lots of steep hill work in our near future. And for any Nevadans, we're going to be on Mount Burdell for yes. sure, for certain. Definitely. Little Mountain, Mount Burdell. Yes. Yes. R- uh, run r- run Leg 3 is not uh, is not going to destroy us this time. We're not going to well, crush it. It won't destroy it. us as bad. <laughs> we're not going to crush it, but it's not going to kill us. Yeah. That was, a, was, that, that was the 10K. Yeah. Yeah. The knee yeah, scraper. that was, that was yeah. a tough one. Now, on to this week's shout-outs. Yeah, this week we're shouting out our newest member on Patreon, Molly Erker. Uh, thank you so much for the support, Molly. Thanks, we Molly. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, speaking of Patreon, we're going to start beefing up our engagement on that platform for our super fans. Starting in a few weeks in January, we're going to start hosting quarterly virtual meetups on Zoom. Basically, just shop talk, just like... Bring your beer or wine or tea. Beer with the boys or something. Whatever. Or bevy. Bevy with yeah. the boys. What water, sparkling water. Um, we're going to set up webinars with coaches, race directors, and other quote-unquote personalities in the swim space. We're going to give fat discounts on Low Tide Boys swag, and we're going to keep doing our sort of random giveaways throughout the year. Spoiler alert. There's some sunnies coming to all of our Patreon members. Well, That's it. That's all I'm saying. If you don't know what I sunnies better, is, I'm, look at it. I'm going to sign up. I mean, you're 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 good. You're good for a pair. Okay, <laughs> I want some cool sunny. <laughs> anyway, we're just really just trying to give back um, more to the folks that help us keep the lights on. So, if you want some of that action, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/LowTideBoys to learn more. Yeah, and big shout out and appreciation to all of our current patrons as well. Of course. Now on to this week's feats of endurance. So this week's award goes to Simravir Rana from Thailand. Sim is our first Strava Club member from Thailand. Yeah. And he's cool. planning on doing his first swim run next year. It might be a little humid. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, uh, I was messaging with him. I don't know where he was doing it, but he was saying he's doing one. So I don't know if he's going to travel to Europe. Oh, or he something. might. Yeah. He might go abroad. But yeah. Nice. That'll be exciting. Yeah. If you want to join Sim in our Strava Club, just go to Strava, search Low Tide Boys. Heaps of folks, mountains of folks in there. Uh, yeah, closing in on 400, which is wild. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. Go check that out on Strava. Now for this week in Swim Run. Hey, 
All right, we have a short update this week. A friendly reminder that the registration window is now open for teams seeking to race Attila, the Swimmer World Championship. Best of luck to everyone trying to qualify for the original swim run. Don't know what we're talking about? Check out our podcast episode all about how to qualify for that race. In other news, Odyssey Swim Run has released their list of 2020 events and dates. Casco Bay will be on July 17th, about a month earlier than in previous years. Mackinac Island will take place on August 28th. Orcas Island on September 18th. And closing out the year, Austin will take place on November 6th. Unfortunately, the Ludington race doesn't look like it's going to get a second edition in 2022. We're not sure what's up with that, but it appears that that race was a one and done. Which is a bummer. Yeah. I was looking forward to running on sand for about five miles, but I guess we could just go out and do it anyway. Registration is opening soon, so make sure you sign up for the Odyssey newsletter to stay on top of the early bird registration prices. That's it for this week. Make sure to tip us off if there's any news you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes, and I'll just put one tag on there. We have released our uh, swim run events in the United States calendar, if you will, on our site so if you're a race director or you know of small mom-and-pop type swim runs around, we would be more than happy to feature those on that page. Just shoot us an email or whatever on that. Awesome. Now for this week's updates. So you may have checked our Instagram. You may have heard. You may have seen people swooping on this already. Some people already utilizing that Patreon discount code to snag some of the new Low Tide Boys headwear. We got beanies. We got hats of all assortments. So go on over to the shop. Check it out. Yeah, they most likely will not arrive in time for Christmas, but that's okay. You that's can okay. have us another celebratory winter holiday unboxing. Uh, my favorite, my there. favorite holiday growing up, Three Kings Day, January sixth. So if you order now, you'll definitely get it by January sixth. I think. Put it right under there for the, yeah. uh, the camels. camels. Mm-hmm. Can you bury? You could bury a beanie in, in the hay, but I you yeah. don't want a camel to eat your beanie. Well, though. I mean the way it works, so. Uh, you essentially put camel and water under your bed, and then the three kings take that to feed the camels, and then they leave gifts. So, oh, so there's no hay. Yeah, you put hay, but it's oh, for okay. the camels. It's not for uh, for hiding gifts in. Yeah, it's, it's not for, for hiding it's gifts. for nourishment. Yeah, similar to the cookie concept for mm-hmm. Santa. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> tis the off season. DM us if you want to know more about Three Kings Day, my favorite holiday. Yes, and the Gear Talk is back. So we got together with Brooke and Annie again, and we reviewed the Arc Sports Keel S pull buoy. So we the S, the, their smallest one in the lineup, uh, small but mighty. Check it out mm-hmm. if you think uh, you, you're interested in it or you just want to hear us on another medium. You want to hear the, the lovely ladies of Swarman Labs. Pull buoy talk. Pull buoy talk. I haven't topic. had a good old, yeah, good old fashioned pull buoy hoot man in a while. <laughs> it's always good to have one of those. So go check that out. But now for this week's interview, Adriel Yuck. Yeah, I mean we're super stoked to have a three-time world champion on the show. There's really too many superlatives that we could use to describe Adriel. Yes. So we'll just say he's a he's a pretty cool dude. You know, he's 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 a nice guy. We had a lot of fun chatting with him about his epic 2021 swim run season, his swim run quote unquote training, training in quote. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely quotes. air quotes on that. Uh, why Oscar Olson is such a legend, and this is definitely a game recognized game situation uh, for those listening, and why this year's world championship was so special to him. 
we keep uh, saying pretty much of all our guests, but it's true that, you know, Adriel is a great ambassador for the sport and we just love his, his energy and enthusiasm for some run. It was, it was really cool to chat with him. Yeah, great chat. And he's on a bit of a holiday himself down in Australia. He mm-hmm. was, at the time when we chatted with him, he was in quarantine. Was quarantine so he, there was no escaping the Low Tide Boys. Yeah. We had him. Yeah. His attention was ours. So <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time with him. And uh, we're on, you know, in the northern hemisphere, much chillier than he's probably going to the beach or something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. But without further ado, yeah, let's just get to let's it. Let's get right to it. Adriel Young. you all enjoy Adriel Young. Cool dude. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Run world champion, previous swim run world champion as well, Adriel Young. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I've been uh, been a long time listener, so I'm glad to finally make the podcast. Well, we're Love really glad. Hear. We're really glad to finally have you on. I mean, it's like you know, obviously after the world championship, we just want to get everyone on, and, and it's and it's so hard. But but you know, we really want to talk about. So the 2021 season for you has been, by all accounts, a resounding success. Uh, you raced nine times, one, eight of them came in second the other time with multiple partners. Can you tell us a little bit about it? sort of like, like looking back, you obviously had a great year. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts sort of looking back in, into, into your season? Yeah, it sort of just snowballed there really. I mean, in 2018, I had a similar year. I just went on like, I just raced as much as I could and had a lot of luck and, and then it, I wasn't ever planning on racing the world championships in 2018 either. And it just like I raced, like I think I raced like 10 weekends before the world championships and was uh, the first, second or third in all of those races. And then I said to Oscar like the week before, let's race her to her. But um, <laughs> so, um, and then this year we'd planned on racing in 2020. So then this year was more like, I know that I'm just, the only way I get like, race fit is if I race a lot so I'm not a big fan of like training as much as the other guys so I like to race more but um so that was sort of the plan race as much as I could and I just linked up all those races which was nice and then yeah nice do you so do you set your old calendar out for the year and do you put nine eight nine races down or you have a couple key ones that you like to focus on and then you you sort of fall into the rest or how does how does your sort of plan yeah, I mean work? I just do everything that pops up so (laughs) if like if if any any race comes and i can fit it in on the weekend i just go straight and do that like that's for me that's how i like to structure my training so then i like race hard on the weekends and then sort of have a couple of days rest and then start getting back into training before i get to taper again and race again so i just i don't know i just try and race as much as i can and there's no real planned early. I mean, this year was the most structured I've ever had because I had Oscar as a partner and Oscar loves to like have things planned out. So, I mean, the most planned was the world championships. And then the other races were sort of like a couple of, maybe like some of them were like that week I decided to race and the others was like maybe uh, one or two weeks, three weeks before. So there was nothing like long-term planned. 
So so let's let's get an example of that. So your last race of the year was with one of our favorite people, Hugo Tormento, where you guys run one um, Atala uh, Malta. How did that come together? Did you guys just jump on the phone and be like, "Hey, man, you want to come down and do this race? It's next week." Yeah, it was like it was like um, maybe three weeks before. I ju- we just so after Atala, I like torn both my hamstrings in that race, like just minor tears in both. So I didn't do anything for like Ooh. five weeks. And I wouldn't have done, even if I wasn't injured, I wouldn't have done anything. I just, uh, it was time for a bit of rest. And then Hugo called me like three weeks out from Malta. And he's like, hey, do you want to race? I guess. And then I was like, okay, I can get, see if I can get fit in a few weeks. So I really actually had not done anything for five weeks, which was really nice, but it was also tough uh, to climb back up and get back on the horse. But I, I mean, that's how I've done all my races. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything new to me. And then, um, yeah, I, I was a bit unlucky because, like, the day before the race, I got, like, a really bad cold. I really wanted to, like, have a good race with Hugo where, I, like, you know, we could push each other to the to the, the limit. The but point. I, um, unfortunately for him, I was sick the day before the race. So I was, like, with um, in my head within steam on the morning of just trying to, like, loosen up everything inside me. And I just felt it after the first swim. I was struggling just, like... I've never had that before in a race. Had it so tough where I couldn't breathe almost in the first swim. Oof. I was just ready to. If I was a solo event, I would have pulled out. But that's the yeah. beauty of swim running. Really, where it team teammates out there. <laughs> yeah, so you're, when you're tied to somebody. You can't quite run away quite as easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was good. I, I mean, he's an unbelievable athlete, and I have no doubt him and uh, Max are going to go, or whoever he races with, they're going to go and win big races ahead. So, for sure, for sure. Um, so, so, you know, you've raced with multiple partners and I want to spend some time talking about Oscar Olson, who we love, but before that, you know, you've raced with a bunch of different partners. You, you sort of came up in sort of the mixed category, won a couple of world championships in there. Um, can you just tell us like from your vast experience, like what is it that you look for in a partner and what do you think in your opinion makes like partnerships work really well in swim run? Yeah, good good question. I mean, you really you really learn about your partners during a race. I think like you can train heaps with guys and girls and then you learn really what they're made of when you race because it's a whole different kettle of fish, and especially when it's a world championship race or a longer mm-hmm. race. But um I mean I I think it's really important to get along with the person you're racing with. Like and 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 that you both have going into it have the same goals, like you you either want to go out there and have fun and enjoy your day. And I mean, you always want to do that, but then also you you both want to be in there that you're willing to like not die, obviously, and not that seriously, but give like kill yourselves out there to win the race. And that's important. But I mean, that's, that's the beauty of swim run. Not every day you have to be in that. I mean, I, I enjoy going, I've done swim runs with like mates of mine that aren't like, that can hardly run 10 kilometers, but we just go out and have a fun day racing. That's completely different. So, you know, it's, a, it's really important that you both have like from the start, what the, what levels you both are at, like, so that no one thinks that someone's in a much better shape than they really are, but also what, like what the goals are of the day. So it's important. Okay. Yeah, and we had uh, we talked to Oscar. He he broke down a nice uh, Atala course preview for us, <laughs> leg by leg. 
uh, yeah, there. I, was, I, I think I, he had I listened it. to that because I had no idea. What was <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know. And I, I feel like he didn't even use uh, any notes or anything. It, it seemed like it came right out of his brain. Um, but uh, it was very clear that your, your, the attention that you two had was to, to win the, the Attila. Um, and so what you did, congratulations on that first, first of all, and a course record as well, which, you know, it's always a nice cherry, cherry, on, the cherry top. on top, little, little, <laughs> yeah. you know, take it to the next level. So, um, you, you also raced Inkadin with, with Oscar and did, was that, experience in Inkadin and you, that was your only second place of the year the rest you're on on top of the podium did you take a lot of learnings from there that you applied to the world championship yeah. uh talk, yeah, I mean, talk we, us through a little bit of that we really we sort of like we went into Inkadin knowing like Oscar does not like uh, he's like asthma doesn't like the altitude we've raced there before and we have the, almost the identical experience of like because as you and I know Oscar's machine so it's amazing. It still amazes me that like altitude can really cripple someone like that. But um, we really, it was just training. We went there because we were going to film and uh, follow the race, the, the mm-hmm. sprint race the day before. That was sort of the main goal. And then that right. was just sort of training the next day. But we, I, I am not underestimating that we were very lucky to come second. <laughs> we, sh- we really should have been further back in the field, but we had a good second half of the race and, Lucky other teams faded and got cold and things like that. And we just sort of climbed our way through. I think we were at six at one point in the race. So we just really just sort of ate, ate up teams. And I wouldn't even say we ate up teams. More the teams just died and we right. got lucky. <laughs> you just, yeah, you, so, you guys I mean, stayed that, the but, same and other teams kind of started fading. fading. Yeah. So we, um, we, I mean, we, we, we learned, we, I mean, more not so much we learned a lot from that but it was just like a good five hours in the mountains training hard or racing hard so yeah, real, really solid training day now yeah. chris chris and i watched uh to the the world championship live we've seen all the videos that rasmus has done in all the years one thing that we noticed be, with you and oscar that's a little bit unique is you two at least in the world championship you didn't appear to be using a tether and we we're hoping that yeah, you could uh provide us a little bit of insights on that I mean, we like the 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 first time I've ever used the tether in a race, where like uh, we we always carry one with us, Oscar and I, for the runs. But like swimming, he's he can easily hold my feet in the swims, and so we don't need a tether for swimming. And then we have a tether always with us if someone dies in the run, but we didn't have to bring that out. Luckily, in the world championships. Uh, as much as I wanted it to come out. <laughs> so, so that's, yeah. So that's interesting because, you know, typically it's like, oh, well, the tether's an advantage because it keeps people in contact. But it seems like at some point, if you're just so fit and so in tune, like, like it's almost like you just need it if you need it. But it's not like, yeah. it's not helping you. I think stay it's in a contact. great tool, especially in mixed. Like, Eva and I, we had tether both years that we won the world championships. And, I mean, it's just you can just talk to each other through that line, especially mm-hmm. mixed, like know how the other person's going. But Oscar and I, we've raced and trained so much together. It's almost as like you know when to like pump the brakes for your teammate and you know when to just, you know, grit your teeth and hold on to when someone's feeling good and the other one's not, you know. Yeah. We're not trying to kill each other, but we really want to like push yeah, ourselves. Yeah, extract, extract the maximum out of your partner kind of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, I, I want to spend a little time talking about Oscar. I mean, we love Oscar. He's been on the show twice. Uh, we really appreciate his sort of his, you know, his whole vibe, which I think is crazy. Like the dude's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, someone who probably knows him the best because you've raced with him and you've sort of gone to battle with him in in these really tough events. T- tell us something about Oscar that that you don't really see from him posting Instagram being in like a hot tub with like a <laughs> glass of champagne. And the next one is like, I just cross country skied 50 K in like two hours yeah. or something. With no shirt on. Yeah. Tell us something we don't know about him. No, I mean, I mean, he's a, like, he's, it was like a really good experience for me racing with Oscar. Cause he's like clinical, like he plans his training and like, he knows his body so well. And he knows when he's going to be like peak. He, we are like, we are opposites. That's the funniest thing. We are like complete opposites. Like I, uh, I don't like training and I do the bare minimum and I love racing and he just like plans out his year to like be in the possible best shape of the world championships. And like he, I mean, he was doing like 35 hour weeks of training and I can't even get my head around that because I, wow. I don't know anyone in Sweden that even works that many hours a week. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he he's a he's a machine and he's he's a he's a good guy. You know, like if you want to like that's what like swim run you're going to go to battle with someone like that's the kind of guy you want to go to battle with because he's going to give you everything he's got out on the field that day. So that's all that's all I want in a teammate that's someone that's willing to you know go to the go as deep as they can and yeah so. Uh, he's awesome. a, he's a, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so so last question about Oscar, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. Um, how did wh- how did you guys sort of link up for the world? Like, what was the decision to link up to try to to try to win worlds together? Which I guess started um, in uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, so like twenty eighteen, we we raced together at the world championships. We only decided like a week before, and then we we had a pretty good day. I was happy. The first time I was racing the men, so we finished third, and I was like, I was happy. He wasn't so happy, but. And then we uh, we said like in 2019, I said like I'm not racing this year. I need to have a break. And then after I, I I actually did live coverage that year, and then I was like watching the race. I was like, oh, I wish I was racing right now because <laughs> yeah, <a> <laughs> it was just tough to watch from the side. So, but I learned a lot as well. So I was like, okay, I said to Oscar on his birthday that year. I said uh, next year I race again with you at the World Championships. So like 2020, we were like okay, we're gonna race, and then obviously. Mm-hmm. corona happened so then uh, and then i thought i was off the hook because i said like i was going to do it that year and then i didn't have to do it <laughs> and then he, he was like he just went on like nothing had changed that we were doing it in 2021 so i didn't really have a choice and then it was like <laughs> pl- plan and then we like really like we really actually it was like the first time i've ever like really focused for a race like we did we did like specific training for uh, at least like one or two really like earth to earth specific training sessions together, which was like really cool for me. Like to someone that doesn't really often train as race, but uh, we was like, we did like this like four hour, five hour session that was like really specific to earth to earth. And then we did, um, and then we did a lot of work with our gear and like what we were going to use to race and stuff like that with wetsuits. And so, yeah, it was really focused on earth to earth. Yeah, yeah. we noticed it. you guys opted for one of the only teams with without even arm warmers, let alone sleeves. You kind of had a, a sleeveless uh, wetsuit there. 
that that were you were using. What was kind of the thinking behind that? And and we heard obviously the the waters are still their normal, uh, you know, chill to them. Yeah. Um. How how did all? What did you yeah. find in your testing that led you to that decision? Yeah. Well, we tested like we. I mean, obviously, we raced in a heap of different swim run red suits, and yeah. Then we tested over the summer, like with a bit like first we tested like with tri suits and like what the difference was. And we just felt like we gained so much in the running without anything over our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And even swimming, like I, I took a lot of times swimming with without shoulders and with shoulders. And we just like we with the mass, it was just so we just couldn't race with shoulders on because we knew how much we gained from running without them. So wow, that was like. Then we then we were like, okay, how are we going to get a sleeveless wetsuit now that we've like, now we've decided we're going to race in one. So we went up and met with Daniel Sand from Ark, and we we bought we got given a wetsuit from Helene from Ark, and then we went up there and we just sort of with it was like arts and crafts day, and we just cut oh, up no. our wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel then, Sand's uh, crying in the corner about. It. Destroying this yeah. masterpiece yeah. he's created with a pair of shears. Daniel Sand, the Da Vinci of Swim Run. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm committed to having that uh, moniker stick for him. Um, yeah. So 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 you had these like sort of custom, let's call them prototypes. Yeah, just, let's call them prototypes. Yeah, exactly. We just cut them off, went for a swim, came back. That didn't work. Stuck some stuff on, cut a bit off. So, and then by the end, we had a suit that we were pretty happy with to race the world champs in. Awesome. I mean, we we did actually race with sleeves until uh, till Una. We had like sleeves on, but no. But your shoulders were nothing. exposed. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it was just like arm warmers, can you say? I guess. Yeah, and I guess uh, that was in Pontus when they won that. Yeah, game, exactly. Yeah, we're just trying to keep. We just try it like that was purely for warmth. I mean, the, the, that was the coldest year I've ever done. Uh, to I think it was like fourteen or something in the waters so that day, so it was cold, but. There was also a bit of motivation to run faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll do it <laughs> for sure. Keep for sure. So you know, so you have this amazing day at the World Championship. Um, I know Oscar. I mean, he wanted to win, obviously, but he, I, I think deep deep down in his heart of hearts, he wanted that uh, the fastest time, mm-hmm. the world record. <laughs> now, um, tell us a little bit how that race kind of developed. From where we were watching it, it was actually pretty cool to watch because. You know, Team Arc, uh, Swim Run France, super fast dudes just like took off in that first swim. We find out afterwards that that Oscar had like lost a paddle. So that created a gap. But the second you got to that first island, you could just tell that the hunt had begun. Um, Is is that is that how it felt kind of from from your perspective as being the hunter? Yeah, I mean, like I. I'm like really good, like looking around what's happening. So I was swimming. And I presumed Oscar was on my feet and I was just, you know, felt so, I was like, we're going to have the best day ever because I was sitting <laughs> on the French guy's feet and I was like, this is so easy. And they're like, okay, we're going to, and we've dropped the whole field now and it's just going to be us two teams. And then I look back and I was like, oh, oh, that's not Oscar. That's Max. And I look back and I said to Max, uh, what should we do? And I was like, I go, the only thing we can do is stop. So me and Max sat there and just waited for the, let them go. It's like painful to let like mm-hmm, good yeah. feet like that go. But obviously we had to do that. And then we found Oscar in the pack and just like tried to drag him up till we found some good feet. Um, but then I, I was like, I like took the time. I saw them climb up the rocks and then I sort of took the time on my watch 
till I got to the rocks again. And I, mm. I saw it was like about a minute 20, minute 30 or something. And then I didn't think we could catch them that quick, but Oscar was like, he had a head on him after that. I think mm-hmm, he was like, mm-hmm. he was, I've never seen him angry, but he was, uh, I guess he was angry at himself more than highly anything. Motivated. So like, yeah, highly motivated, but he was like, he was gone. And it was like us with obviously Frederick and Lash. And, and then it was like, we were running fast across that first time. I was like, and two, like someone said we closed like 300 meters or something in that 800 meter run, which is quite a lot of. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we closed that 120 very quickly there on that island and then jumped in just off their feet in the next swim. So, right. um, um, and then it, then it was like the thing that the, the moment in the race like shocked me the most actually was how good they ran on that next run. It's like a two and a half K run or something. And it's pretty technical. And like we, we were behind them for the first like bit and then we, you come onto the rocks and then us two teams went and I thought we dropped the French guys, but. I mean, they were only like 20 meters behind us getting in the water there. And we're like, then I was like, oi, okay. They can run technical yeah. terrain as well. Yeah, so. they're, they're, they were there to race. There was no yeah. doubt there to race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then, I mean, Oscar and I knew the first half of the race really suits us. So we just had to, we, we didn't want to like do what they did in 2019 and sort of like play these games and wait until mm-hmm. Una and see who's, because we knew like that's not how, Firstly, that's not how we like. I like to race, but also it's not like it's not in our favor to be meet come onto that island with another team. So, yeah, then yeah, you're in some half marathon runoff. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's not like a good place. We we want to we want to like play our cards where it suits us, and that was early in the race. So oh. yeah, now you know we always hear that there's you know low points. Uh, at at, at Atala, it's probably multiple low points. Um, did uh, I'm assuming you guys had them as well? Oh, <laughs> and sure. uh, and yeah. how did how did you how did where where did they happen and how did you deal with them? I I had my first low point. I would say is in the pig swim. Like I've never thought that was a bad swim at all. Mm-hmm. But the like, and I'm a, I normally consider myself a good swimmer, but I like. The swim before that, I was like really paying attention to which way the water was moving. And I was like, okay, we got, we moved quite a lot to the right then. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, next, when we, no, sorry, we moved to the left. And I said to the Oscar, when we jump in this next swim, I'm going to swim a fair bit to the right because I know it's going to drag us back to the left. And um, I did that and it was just a, big mistake because it was actually the current was moving was so weird but the current was moving the opposite direction there that i mean there this is like a few hundred meters away so like i think we lost a minute in that swim and then i was like angry at myself obviously after that swim so but then and then i probably had the next low point was after which i had in 2018 as well after the like after una like there we ran pretty good, like the back end of that we were a bit tired, but then you swim across and then I just cramped like I've never cramped before in my life and I pretty much walked to, um, I pretty much walked to the next aid station. Now, there's some video footage of us and we look like two old men like hobbling along. <laughs> <laughs> but we like, I was like, I, at that point in the race, I thought, okay, we're going to lose this race now. Because oh, wow. it was, I was like, I just couldn't done. move with my legs. And then oh. uh, I got some, 
like of that precision hydration into me and just drank as much of that as I could and it like loosened a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where I tore my hamstrings apparently because you're not meant to run when you have cramps. So I just kept running. And then, uh, yeah, we got to the finish line. And it was happy days. I mean, it, as soon as you're like off, you know, it's pretty, the race is pretty much right. done. Like we had like, it's like 45 minutes from the church back or something like that or from the end of the island, I think. So it's not long to go. Yeah, from the end of the island, it's like 45 minutes of racing. So it's hard to eat up a lot of time with the guys on that terrain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you end up – so even with a little walk break and, and some, uh, you know – Bonus t- torn, you know, bonus bonus electrolytes and bonus hamstring yeah. tears. You cross the finish line. You set the world record. I mean, I I, yeah. I I can't even imagine what those emotions must be like. But is it is it like relief? Is it jubilation? Like what's going through your mind when? Yeah, I mean, you you. I was just so happy. It was like, and it, it's this sounds really strange, but I was like most happy for Oscar because he wanted it so bad. So I was bad, like, yeah. I've never like. I was obviously really happy as well, but he wanted it more than anyone wanted it. You know, like he's been wanting that win for a long time. So I was like, I'd won it twice before in mixed and it was nice to win in the men's as well. But like, it was really nice to win with Oscar on his first win there and he, and he wanted it so bad. So that was kind of cool. But I I mean, I was over the moon, you know, it's a world championship and never, and no one can ever take that away from you. So yeah, it's nice, especially to break the world record. Like, you, no one can say to us, like, oh, there wasn't that many good teams racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we took the record anyway, so it didn't really matter exactly. who was racing. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because we kind of felt the same way. Like, when we talked about who won, like, we were super stoked for Oscar. And you, obviously, but, like, since we knew Oscar, we are like, we knew how much he wanted mm-hmm. it, how he was basically committing his entire year for this <laughs> one day. So yeah. to actually have it play out, it's, it's, it's special for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I was the so was stoked for him. I think everyone was pretty happy that he he got a win, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, nice. And then uh, you took a f- you were uh, you were laid up for five weeks, like you told us earlier, with your hamstrings. But then you rolled it right back in there uh, with Malta. <laughs> yeah. another another win. Yeah, for Malta I mean, there. Yeah, we had. I mean, mm, there Hugo's a machine. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's the first time I've ever swum behind someone in swim run. Oh wow. Huh? And, so it was, I mean, because he's obviously a phenomenal swimmer. And, um, and like, even like trying to, like, I was having a bad day, obviously, but like holding his feet is tough. So we pulled out the line, I think, after the first, like, that first loop you do there. And then you go out of town. And I was like, mate, I'm dying here. So <laughs> you want to yeah. keep racing hard? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to <the> <laughs> Yeah, gotta so, gotta t- gotta t- tell me a little bit, yeah. buddy. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but it was funny. it was a good day, and it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's a cool cool place to go and have a holiday as well. If you're gonna if someone's gonna go and do that race, make sure you book a few days after the race to enjoy the island because it's an awesome place there. Noted, nice. noted. And that was a that was a book into your your 2021 season. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, did you jump into Hella's uh, frostbite swim run, or did you let that happen? <laughs> nah, nothing else, man. I did. I actually did like a little running race, like a local running race, but that was just because I'd signed. It was like a three-part series, and I'd been re- enrolled for it since twenty twenty. I think it had like oh, a yeah. um, 
swim run and stuff involved in it. So I was like, oh, I can't nice. not do this now, even though I don't want to. So, so was, and that was cool race as well. It was at night with head torch and stuff. So oh, that's cool. That's cool. Is it is it too early to start thinking about what your plans are for next year? I mean, I know you kind of just like put a bunch of races on, but is the World Championship, you know, on there somewhere? No, nah, that's definitely not on there. So I, I've already told Oscar that it's like next year's a break for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I just like that race like deserves a lot of respect and and it deserves like the you need to give up your summer to race that race like to train and race as many for me race as many races as i can over the summer is like really important and i i have two kids and and they sort of deserve my summer this one coming they they they, i feel bad that they i shouldn't feel bad but they they spend some like weekends coming in watching me do races or that I'm away doing races. So I said to them like next year is like, we're just going to have a bit of family time. I like to have a real summer, like yeah. and enjoy it with the family. I mean, I've, I'm still keen to do a bit of racing of course, but I think uh, Ertler does it demands a bit of respect in that sense that you really need to focus for, um, yeah, you need to focus on that race and yeah. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't. That's, that's, I can appreciate that. Yeah, that's sure. yeah, very respect, I, respectable. It's decision. more respect to my teammate than anything. Like, of course, it's respect to the race. But Oscar, if I'm going to race with Oscar, he deserves someone that's going to give him like, okay, give everything to that race. Mm-hmm. And and that's I, I'm not going to commit to that. So then I think he's better off racing with a guy that can do that. Well, you know, that actually just comes back to what we started talking about at the beginning with partners. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's I mean, yeah. that's a huge goal right and if your goals aren't aligned um you know you're going to just be disappointing one of your good good mates you're going to be you know showing up to the line not ready for something that i mean you could get hurt you know it's it's not like you yeah show exactly up and, walk the and i mean it's not worth losing a f- friendship over yeah, yeah. runs better you like from the very start really clear what like i said like what your goals are and, and like oscar probably like oscar said to me but i still want to race with you and it's like uh, like as as he knows that it's not yeah he knows that it even he knows that it d- needs that time of racing and he knows if i say yes i'm gonna give it that time right, right. and i know that as well so <laughs> the only thing i yeah. can do is say no <laughs> wow hey that at least is, you're honest with real yourself talk right there so true so true um yeah, so that I mean that sounds great. I mean, so so we're talking to you. It's uh, Sunday where we're recording, but it's Monday where you are because you're spending your yeah. holiday in Australia with your family. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, we were meant to land. We were meant to come back here in 2020 at the start of the year because mm-hmm. uh, and like my do- one of my daughters is two, uh, just a bit over two now, two, two and a half. And she's never met any of my family here because we never got back to that trip. And then we've been on like a waiting list to get in the country since then. And we finally got the chance to come back here. So uh, we jumped at it. And now we're sitting in quarantine at the moment. And we'll find out if it's going to be three days or 14 days. And I really hope it's not 14 days because I've been doing 12 hours now and I'm ready to go crazy. Yeah. (laughs) 
You're not even so through was, day, day yeah, one. Well, and, uh, I, I guess, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, 14 days is a problem if you're only going to be there for 16, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, we, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they let you know after, I think, if everyone in the plane is test like negative for corona, then it's only three days. And if someone, one person on the plane has corona, then everyone has to do 14 days. So. Wow. We'll see what happens wow. here. Yeah. It was a bit of a roll of the dice, but I, yeah. Hey, you oh, know what? We'll it's worth it to see family. I mean, you know, yeah, and, exactly. and I think it's also, my, um, my parents are very happy. So, and, and I'm assuming where if your kids were born in Sweden, I think Australia is pretty cool. Like they can get dual citizenship. Just yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're frothing to get back here and see like, I mean, we've still got our apartment here. We live like maybe a hundred meters from Bondi beach. So that's where I used oh, to wow. work and they'll be able to go down to the beach in a few days, hopefully. And that sounds pretty nice. Take them out surfing and things like that. And all we, the, the craziest part is we just left Gothenburg. It's had like huge dump of snow and like it, since I've lived there, I've never had so much snow. So it's like <laughs> big contrast getting off the plane to like, here's like 25, 30 degrees. And we left like half a meter of snow at home. Amazing. So. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Adriel, you know, we've kept you on. You have to go back to quarantine. Uh, that's just how it is. Um, no, don't send me back. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. We're huge fans. Congratulations mm-hmm. on an amazing year. Um, and yeah, I just really appreciate you, uh, you know, spending some time with us. Mate, thanks so much. I love what you guys are doing for the sport. I mean, it's, it's a sport that we all love and we want it to grow. So what you guys are doing is huge for us and I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. It's always great to hear that. And yeah, we love it too. That's why we keep doing it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. For hopefully, everybody. hopefully we'll get to you know have no summer and and get to worlds next year. But you know, uh, I hope so. I hope I'm there Maybe. commentating you guys racing. So that'd be awesome. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. We better. I'm 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 prepared and looking forward to giving up my summer this year. Yeah, if that, if that happens, if willing we get to in, willing to go I'd all be in willing on that. To go all, in. <laughs> all right, Adriel. Uh, thank you so much. Legends. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Please.